Hey, and welcome to the This Week in Games, a podcast series from the fine people of Deconstructor of Fun. The concept of this podcast is simple. Your hosts are Joseph Kim and myself, Mishka Katkov. The goal of this podcast is to highlight and deconstruct a few of the most relevant news in games. Most importantly, we promise to aim to keep these podcast series episodes short. So hit us up on Twitter to let us know which news topics you want us to talk about and hit the subscribe button to hear us deconstructing the latest news. Enjoy. Good morning or evening or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's around noon here uh, in yeah, the city, but uh, what, what time is it for you over there? It's, it's late at night, right? It's not late. It's 10 p.m., but it's late for for uh, for a baby daddy. So it's <laughs> I'm I'm on that uh, on that kiddo schedule. You're kind of past that already with with three kids that are kind of already not um, in suicidal mode. So that's good. <laughs> so we have three topics today, and we want to talk about not not natural. We want to talk about Zynga and Star Wars. We want to talk about um, we want to talk about Legend of Zolgard, and when we want to talk about some Brawl Stars. So, J.K., you know I'm gonna go on a tangent when it comes <laughs> to to Brawl Stars. Yeah, for sure. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pick your poison. Do you want me to go on a tangent in the beginning, in the middle, or towards the end? Uh, why why don't we end with that then? Let's get the two easy easy ones out of the way, and then and then we can dive in for the, for the deep dive on Brawl Stars. And, and that way, you know, people have a reason to stick around to, to get, get that deep dive on, on, on Brawl Stars. Or, or they can quit before, before <laughs> I start talking. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So, so I'm going to pick then, I'm going to pick uh, the Zynga one first. Uh, okay. Zynga partners with Disney for new Star Wars games. Talk to me. Okay. So the... The brief here is is basically that Disney is going to hand over Star Wars Commander, which is an existing game. It's kind of like Clash of Clans to Zynga, and give them the right to develop and publish two more free-to-play mobile games using Star Wars. Um, and from what we know, uh, Commander is actually going to the Natural Motion Studio based based down in the UK. Um, and that's that's the news. And my my take on this is that it's it's actually a really great move uh, by Zynga. I, I don't know if it was initiated by the Zynga side or the Disney side, but for Zynga, I think this is you know uh, re- potentially extremely lucrative. Like the Star Wars brand is one of the biggest brands in the world, and I think that there are certainly more games that you can make with Star Wars that could be big big hits um one game that comes to mind immediately would just be uh you know march battle 4x star wars game and uh you know so we've seen new entrants like um you know uh, kings of avalon guns of glory from fun plus come out um there's the game of thrones game from from uh, warner brothers turbine and i think a star wars game in that genre could do extremely well as well as like a ccg or game game of, of that nature Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. What, what do you think, Mishko? Uh, what I think I think you're in fa- you have fallen in love with these four X games. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I hate them, and I would never work on one again. But I, I see the commercial potential of of them. You see the piles of money. You're like, hmm, what would this do with a Star Wars IP? <laughs> and to be honest, you're on point in that. A, a a game like Game of Thrones showed really well that the turbine, a studio that didn't really have any experience in those 4X games, and and they were making that game for a while. Yeah, and it came turn. out, and, and and you know, quality wise, I don't think it was on par with the best in the category. But yeah. goddamn it, the IP is so good. And they're crushing it. They are they're making millions, and then they are you know redeeming themselves in, in the most best possible way. So I totally understand when we're talking about the four X for for Star Wars and, and Zynga, but I would have to counter that Zynga did dip their toe in the four X with the good old Mafia Wars and soft launch, and that was that was not a warm pool to enter. So, so I don't <laughs> yeah. know. I don't know if they. Uh, I have. Um, so I I don't know if that would be the engine or or the the base to use because if they don't have a successful 4x game and as you know working with a with a major IP holder like that it's really hard to develop your your 4x engine basically your tech stack for it 
and at the same time deal with Disney and Star Wars. Uh, okay, so well, I, I, will, I will say if, if Zing is interested, they should talk to Fun Plus because I know, you know, <laughs> I've talked to Andy about Star Wars 4X before and, and uh, they wanted to partner with with EA for something like that. But uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. so that's that's an option. So to acquire that engine from somebody else and then make the uh, the Star Wars game for sure. But then, you know, somebody's taking a cut as well. I don't know. Disney likes likes a fat cut of that of that of that star wars ip so so i don't i don't think that's that's the best scenario to go forward but i would have to say that that zynga and especially natural motion do have some interesting games that that could come in as as the star wars ip so for example um have you thought about star wars racing game maybe with some drones <laughs> maybe going super fast <laughs> maybe with tap control and precision you know with a timing mechanic that, that's not a bad idea <laughs> have, have you thought about have you thought about raising your own little star wars ninja or jedi or, or sith lord that you can you know fundle around and move around so so i think i think uh you know in short i think natural motion has a lot of the elements that that really um speak to the um the disney license hold just because of their extremely high quality uh, production quality and the art style uh, i think that's that's a pretty nice approach uh when you look at zynga's portfolio is you know it, it's kind of like very skewed towards casino and poker game at the moment uh there's there's um there's not a lot of um there's not a lot of synergy there's no rpg games or nothing like that that i know of yeah uh, that's true. Um, but you know, I, I do think that, uh, you know, there's, there's certainly, I, I think because the categories have matured so much and there's a lot of emulation targets out there that, you know, it's it, at this point, it, it, for me, it's just an execution issue, whether Zynga can, you know, pick the right play, I, you know, whether it's uh March battle four X, whether it's a card battle game, I, although I know there's already a star Wars card battle game of some kind out there. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it's, it, I think this is Zynga's opportunity to lose just given how strong the IP is, but definitely, uh, for, for now, this is a really great move and definitely have to applaud Zynga for, for, for executing on this. Yeah, for sure. You're, you're absolutely right. It's, it's their, yeah, you can only lose with Star Wars IP and we, we saw that you can lose the net marble game. You remember the other one yeah. that followed Clash Royale? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, not a bad idea. You know, you have your two heroes and everything. There's a bigger lane and it was really interesting and, and nothing, you know, couldn't touch yeah. cash Royale and, and that was it. So, so there's, it's, it's not a sure shot, but, but I hope that they would tie in the IP with something of a low risk and that will be, that will be a, a massive hit. And, no, and on the other hand, I mean, Zynga has, or people at Zynga have the, the best connection with the people at EA uh-huh. Um, <laughs> not surprisingly, uh, and you know, the people behind star Wars, uh, what's the call force, not force arena. It was, um, star Wars RPG game. Was it force arena star Wars, galaxy of heroes? Yeah. Oh, so you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, there's, there's capital games with galaxy of hero pretty close by. So I'm sure there's some talent leak, especially now that the, uh, the uh the, they've lost the um the ip and didn't the uh the gm of uh star wars galaxy of heroes join natural motion just recently oh is that right i didn't know that um, uh, i might be full of shit here but i might be also right so so <laughs> so please do some fact checking and and see who's in charge of natural motion that person is there that kind of speaks more volume why disney trusted zynga with with the IP is that because the people that they worked with are now at Zynga and, and it makes sense to, to give them the IP. So I think, I think it's a, I think it's a great move. Uh, it's a great move by Frank Jabot and his team. Right. So I think the one other thing that we have to think about here is the industry ramifications of this. And so what does this mean, especially when we think about um, Disney's move, which is, you know, essentially it seems like they had already started moving towards more of a licensing model in the past, but you know, what, what does this mean for some of the other Disney games like Emoji Blitz? Are they going to, you know, are they going to keep studios in house? Are, are, are they going to build out some of their internal game development capability or publishing capability? And I, I know rumors are from internal folks that that's what they want or that's what they're hoping, but externally, it seems like there's a lot of folks in the industry who are saying, no, Disney's just going to, um, you know, kind of whittle things down, focus on licensing only 
And the implication of that then would be with the acquisition of Fox by Disney, what then happens to Fox Next? And just as a reminder to, to folks listening, Fox Next is a studio doing Marvel Strike Force. They did a pretty good job on that um, and also working on an Avatar game. So, um, you know, just rumor wise and, you know, just, just because uh, we hear a lot of rumors uh, given, you know, that you and I are in the industry for a while, <laughs> some of that <laughs> industry folks seem to, to think that, you know, for now, Disney will hold on to Fox Next, but you know, it's only a matter of time before they will sell the studio is, is sort of the word on the street. Um, my take is that if I were, if I were scopely, mm-hmm. I would be looking to swoop in on this, right? I, I'd be like, okay, we just raised a bunch of money. Um, as, Again. as we covered a couple of shows, <laughs> shows back, but, you know, in terms of a fit, like, you know, Marvel Strike Force. Um, it's an IP-based game. Fox Next is, you know, clearly focusing on IP-based games. That's Scopely's model. Seems like that would be a good fit. And then the question marks would be, you know, how much was the current Fox Next team re- responsible for Strike Force? How much was, uh, you know, Seismic responsible for? Which and, and they were taken out by Niantic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also just industry rumors that Avatar is not going so well. So I don't know. What, what what's your take on that? Well, my take. I mean, it's really simple to predict what Disney's doing because they do it. In, in very steady intervals. So uh, it's a trend of them kind of <laughs> starting with, with their own development of their own games and they, you know, they overinvest and they, they create this goddamn slow monster and they accumulate incredible amount of losses. And then they cut the losses. They fire 800 people or whatever it takes. And, and suddenly they're back and only doing the publishing and they don't want to do anything in-house. They want to carry the cost. And then the publishing goes really well. They're starting to make a lot of money through publishing. And they're like, wait a minute, we're making all these hundreds of millions of dollars, but we can make triple, a quadruple amount of the money if we just start internal development and make these internally instead of making doing, you know, dealing with external developers. So let's start internal development. Then they invest in internal development and it goes south. And then again, they fire everybody. And I think it's like a four, four year cycle or five. I think it's pretty much that way. So, so it's like a breathing, breathing organism, this, this Disney. And you need to just know when you're entering a Disney. So what are you coming in at the, at the late point of them kind of like investing internally or, or at the uh, at the early point where they're like, wait a minute, this publishing is going really well. We should do some internal development. <laughs> so right. for sure, for sure, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. They're going to divest from from all internal development at some point when things are not going great. But I think things are going pretty good now. So so okay. um, wait a minute, are they on the cycle of internal development or external development? I think they're on the cycle I- of external development right now. Uh, I think they've they've been moving towards uh, licensing. Okay, so, yeah, they, got it. So yeah. so they they cut all those studios in in, in that that were making the Star Wars Commander and so forth. That was in, in in the Bay Area, and they cut that big studio in Salt Lake City and so and so forth. So now they're on that external development cycle with actually Fox Next. So most likely they will be moving into internal development as soon as the Zynga Star Wars game is doing excellent. They'll start thinking about, wait a minute, why is Zynga taking all this money? And we're getting like 30%. So, so I'm sure uh, I'm sure some some very smart EVP will be making decisions to, to build up internal development very soon. Okay. So just to wrap this section, three questions then. Um, one, uh, so let's start with the first question. So how well do you think Zynga will do with the Star Wars IP commercially? Do you think they're going to make big hits or... Do you think they're going to fall flat? I think they're going to make hits. Uh, I think uh, just looking at how Frank Gibault has operated the company, uh, they've been they've been making sure bets, so they don't take too many risks. They, you know, they're they're very, you know, not not cautious, but just smart, just smart, and then just making sure you know sure shots, sure bets. So and and the way they've approached even the the market is is really you know just. Smart, yeah, intelligent way. So they bought the Graham games and so forth. So, so um, I think they will place very good bets, and the Star Wars IP will pay off so well that Disney will start internal development again. Uh, <laughs> that's the that's the success of your game with with Disney IP is when they're like, God damn it, we need to start doing these games internally. 
Okay, question two. So in your opinion, what should be the next Star Wars title that um, that mm. Zynga develops? See, I, I like your March Battle approach. I really do. But given that they don't have the engine, so that would not be the smart bet. And given how high the um, the marketing costs for those games are, um, that that's kind of risky. So I, I really do like the Forex idea. And, and, and if they have some kind of connection to somebody with an engine or they can buy a company that has that engine, it will be actually pretty expensive. So that will be it. But um, I believe that the next Star Wars game will be coming from natural motion and it will be either uh, a strategy game uh, or a racing game. Racing game. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, uh, CSR has, has done phenomenally, right? It's, it's, it's doing really, really well. You mean like a CSR racing game? Yeah. (laughs) Like CSR huh. with, with the uh, with the with these you know whatever I don't like Star Wars can I say I don't like <laughs> <laughs> but whatever they race in Star Wars like it's it's in all the Star Wars movies are the same so whatever they race in them whether they're the the, the spaceships or you know X wings or Tie fighters or or these drones whatever a racing game you know with timing all mechanic. Right. <laughs> Okay, and final question. So what do you think will happen to Fox Next? So you you actually, I think you kind of answered this to some degree. I'm, I'm worried about Fox Next. I'm worried because what you said with say, Seismic, Seismic Games being bought by Niantic. And yeah. Seismic was doing, I don't know. I, okay, so word on the street. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> seismic work was doing a lot of heavy lifting. Um you know. Yeah, so I've heard both. I've heard, oh, they barely worked on anything on the game, and then, well, they were really responsible for some pretty core, um, you know, systems. So I, I'm not sure what to believe on. So, on so that. whether what whatever it is, there's a what 50 people from Seismic Games working on uh, Strike Force. So okay. I, I don't know that they're that fifty. Yeah. Think about fifty. <laughs> I, <don't know laughs> that. quite I, I might be full of shit. But let's just throw a number. Uh, so I, I believe that there's like between 35 and 50 people from Seismic Games. Like how big is that that studio? It's like between 35 and 50. And they were all working on, on Strike Force. So that's a lot of people. And now they're moving to Niantic. And Niantic is doing extremely well. They're going to blow the bank with the Harry Potter game. So I'm worried with with what happened with Strike Force. On the other hand, if, if the people at... At Seismic Games, we're kind of responsible of the engine and putting the game into, you know, just building it up. At the moment, it's in live operations mode. So if they have enough tools, they can actually run with the Fox Next folks, which I believe are mostly, you know, product design and that kind of, you know, us. So <laughs> not actually uh, builders, but optimizers. So, so um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just worried. And what you said about uh, Scopely is actually very true as well. So um, Scopely has been shopping around like crazy. From what I hear, uh, they're they're working with everybody and anybody. Like you can contact any studio around the world and they most likely have something going on with Scopely. Yeah, I, I run into that, you know, talking to some studios. And like, yeah, no shit. Sure. Just call anybody. Like, hey, guys, do you want to do some work? Like, no, we're working with Scopely. You too? <laughs> so, yeah. so, so Scopely's coming out with like 250 games next year. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I guess their BD guys are, are definitely like turning <laughs> turning over every stone. So <laughs> Powerful BD guys. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, so just go talk to your nearest studio and, and I, I, I bet a buck that they're working with Scopely. <laughs> cool. All right. So jumping on to the next article, mm-hmm. um, there was an article from Pocket Gamer that talked about uh, Legend of Soul Guard, mm-hmm. which is the new, new game from... from King Publishing yes. and um, developed by um, Snowprint Studios, which is a, a studio I had not heard of previous to this, but they're based in Stockholm, team of 25. Berlin. It seems like they – right. They've got an office in Berlin as yeah, well. Yeah. I think this game is out of Berlin. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, definitely it's been in soft launch for quite a long time. Mm-hmm. So based on – the article that talks about soft launch since June of 16th of 2017, so about 14 months in soft launch. 
And, you know, according to Pocket Gamer, um, they did not see much changes in terms of like the aesthetics or gameplay during that period. So um, probably seems to indicate that um, they were probably focusing more on balance, tuning, monetization, things like that. You know, you know what it indicates? Is that they what? were probably working with King. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's some King pace. Because it's like... Yeah, nothing really changed. We were in soft launch for 14 months. Uh, I can't say that I saw any changes. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's king. That's that's about right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, my my take on this is basically that, uh, you know, again, kind of reinforcing the story about how king wants to move more into mid-core. They've, ta- they've had some previous attempts when they acquired um, Z2 Live, uh, and launched a couple of games through Z2 Live in 2016, Rise of Tyrants, yep. and an ARPG called Hero. And nonstop games, they acquired that one from Singapore, also mid-core. Right. Um, uh, apparently, they're also developing the Call of Duty mid-core mm-hmm. shooter. And you know, it makes sense in terms of moving more mid-core, even hardcore, just given the overall Activision family and... In particular, you know, one of the strongest entertainment IPs in the world, the Blizzard IP. So um, it, it, it makes sense. Um, I've actually been playing the game for the last uh, three days. And, and uh, you know, one of the first things that I noticed is that, wow, this is very, you know, I mean, it's, it's clearly an adaptation of the <laughs> Nintendo DS game, uh, Clash of Heroes. I mean, yeah. just well, pretty much straight, straight um, emulation of that game. But I don't know, and and this is where we might differ a little bit, Mishka, because I actually thought they did a pretty good job in terms of converting it to mobile. Um, and you know, for me, it's been it's been pretty fun. I don't, I I, I kind of feel like you know, um, a couple of ish, issues that I had with the game was just that I felt like UI UX could be streamlined a little bit, and then I didn't feel a strong compulsion to spend very much. Mm-hmm. But um, besides that, despite you know, the fourteen I, I months of tuning. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Despite that, they, they needed a few more months to, to 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 get that get that other stuff in. But um, no, so so anyway, I I don't hate the game. I I really so as you said, I was I haven't played the uh, the um, Might and Magic Clash of Heroes. I did not play that on DS. I played it on iPad maybe six years ago. So when I picked this game, okay, God damn it, this is this is the the Clash of something. Like I remember. It, that game and, right. and you know found that game and and we had this talk just just a few minutes before and you were saying like yeah the game looks really pretty i don't think so i think it looks pretty awful like i, I think, <laughs> like I, I don't understand why they like the art style is really ugly and and even that old 2d game looks better in my opinion like this game would have looked better in 2d i'm not an art director or or well, it would have been a lot cheaper. <laughs> yeah, it would have been a lot cheaper and probably faster developed. But I actually, I, I don't like this game as much as I did like Might and Magic, Clash of Heroes. So essentially the same core mechanic that they borrowed very right. freely out of that game. Right, right. But the way that other, the Might and Magic worked is that there's two armies against each other. So it was kind of interesting. I mean, there's kind of two armies here as well. But then there's the, the weird um, snow stone or something like that on the background. So I... I think, I think this game is fun. I, I really don't like the 3D graphic the, or the 3D in this game because it kind of makes it look muddy. So it's not, not, not that clear, like the low textures. And it's kind of hard to read. And, and in this sort of you know matching game, it, it, it makes sense that, that everything stands out out of the environment. But overall, I think it's an excellent game from Snowprint Studios. Like this is the type of game you want to have as your first game. So it's a it's a sure bet. They improved. They they took a core mechanic. They didn't reinvent anything. So they took a good core mechanic, good core game. They added an RPG element on top of it, and they made a good freaking game. I'm, I I don't hate this game at all. It, it's really good. And when I look at you know for example our studio, a lot of pe- a lot of guys are playing this. So kudos to them. They made a they made a a puzzle game for dudes. So it's, you know, even when King added this goddamn saga map on top of it, what do they expect men to Facebook connect and see where each other is going? Like, come on, guys. I, I think it's more for the, the visual progression in terms of know, it's it. just like get out of your zone, please. <laughs> but the Snowprint guys did, did um, guys and gals. I don't know who's who's working there, but they did, they did a good job. I think this is a very good first game. 
And yeah. and you have to salute also the King Publishing team for for picking this up. And of course, it's easy to work with Snowprint guys, fellas, because they used to work at King. So so in that sense, it's it's you know it's the same people. Uh, but um, right. yeah, I I really like it. And and this Nordic saga is pretty interesting. I don't know how well it trans how well it translate to uh to um American Korean living in L.A. Uh, uh, I, I like it. You know, I, I, I think it's, it, it's fine. You know, I, I, you know, with fantasy, I, I think it's very flexible yeah. and very, uh, very forgiving. So, um, for me, it, it, it's, it, it's fine. I, I, I agree with you. I, I think they, the, the game itself is a pretty good execution. I really like it. I've been playing it, you know, quite a bit over the last few days. Um, I do think it could, it needs some optimization, um, but uh, so for me, I feel like this is probably not like a top fifty or maybe not even top hundred grossing title, mm-hmm. but I think it'll do well. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of kind of outside of that that range, um, but uh, that that would be my prediction for the game. And uh, but you know, de- definitely wish those guys well, and and definitely as as a first title, very impressive. Yeah. Oh, I have to give a shout out to this other game called Super Spell Heroes. So okay. it's, it's again, it's like a, it's one of those matching games for, for guys, but it's like a 2d version. So the you're there's like two wizards shooting at each other and you're just basically matching, uh, not as good oh. a game as, as legend of soul guard. Uh, but, okay. but you can kind of see that the 2d art style really, you know, it could have worked much better. It just stands out so much out of, out of right. everything. Yeah. I don't know why I'm, I'm picking up on the art style. I usually don't, but, <laughs> but somehow it just, it, 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 it's the muddiness of everything just kind of annoys me. Yeah. Well, I, one thing I've learned working in games for a while is that everyone is an art director. For sure. <laughs> for like... sure. And, uh, and you also forget that everybody's a creative director and design director. Yeah, right. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's no, true. Nobody's ever uh, a lead client or just <laughs> over <server> architect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. All right. <laughs> but yeah, very good. Very good for both. Very good for, for King. Uh, you know, it's not the billion dollar game that they hoped for, but it's definitely uh, a solid, probably what their, their first midcore game to ever launch. Is it? I, I mean, it's, it's on the verge uh, of midcore. This is like a 50, 50, maybe, you know, like 60, yeah, 50, yeah. 60, 40, right. but, um, but it might be 60, 50. That's my favorite one. <laughs> but, uh, but this is, this is their first one, right? Because the, uh, uh, the only one soft launch. I don't. Yeah, yeah I, the, I think the, like, the Battle Nation clone never went live. Yeah. Damn. First one. Good. Nice dip in. And now they have the sword game from England, the one we talked about last time. Uh. Yeah. 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 Uh. Yeah. That's right. Powerful um, King coming in with with Call of Duty. I can't wait for that. Yep. All right. Okay. So let's get to the meat of it. The, 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 the meat the, of it. The article that everyone's been waiting for. <laughs> Brawl Stars uh, global release. Can you uh, can you uh, tee us up on that? So Nico? so um, there was an article on Pocket Gamer Biz, uh, and I'm just going to quote it. So quote: According to Sensor Tower, powerful Sensor Tower, uh, the team-based arena shooter brought in 1.3 million for the month which was a fair leap from 128,000 made on iOS. So they're talking about Brawl Stars alone a month prior. The title launch on Android at the end of June. The spike was greatly aided by a running series of overhauls to Brawl Stars content, presentation, and monetization mechanics. The game was also further boosted by extending its soft launch to Hong Kong, Singapore, and Malaysia. The move to soft launch the title in Hong Kong proved especially lucrative with 47% of players spending for July coming from the country on iOS. So essentially what, what Pocket Gamer picked up is that Brawl Stars doing freaking great after expanding its soft launch to Android and adding more countries, especially Asian countries to the, uh, to the, um, to the poll. And, and now, now, you know, we we wrote. Ah, oh, goddamn it! I wrote a lot about like with the help of you guys, but but I wrote a lot about Brawl Stars and kind of going through um, the different versions of Brawl Stars, and I'm going to go through them briefly. And and back, I think three months ago, we kind of collectively made uh, made a call that the Brawl Stars is is a is an excellent game. It's really fun game. It's it's it feels new. It's feel feels fresh. It's it's you know it's fun. But nevertheless, 
if we have to put a bet on it, we would bet that it's not going to launch because based on the numbers, it doesn't have the same staying power that Clash Royale had, that Clash of Clans had, that that Heyday had. So it would it would need you know a bigger effort. And knowing what Supercell does, you know they they only focus on the the best games, like the best of the best games, and they don't want to spend their their little resources since it's a pretty small studio in the sense. Uh, relatively small studio they don't want to spend their their you know the resources on 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 working on that live game that is not the best game in its category so so i think we need to go back to the memory lane is that okay yeah and just 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 for the audience uh so the audience that has full context um just want them to know that you actually have especially good insight in terms of this game because you worked on a similar game yeah 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 so that's 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 one of the reasons so people ask me like you know how i've been asked like how do i follow brawl stars that that you know that detail and and is it just because I like the game? And yes, I, I do follow it and I do like the game. But the fact is we worked on a very, very similar game. And, and we did a lot of things that Brawl Stars ended up doing towards the end. Like we were already on landscape when, when they, you know, they didn't think about it. We did the control system that they added later. We did the progression system that they were they were doing, you know, later on. So so a lot of the things that, that we did, uh, Brawl Stars have been later you know, adding to the game, uh, you know, not, not saying at all that, that, that the stuff that did, we did was, was some kind of inspired by inspired super soul in any way. It just, it, it felt, it felt natural. It felt like those were the holes and then super soul was just methodically, you know, closing down those holes. Uh, and I'm, I'm also, I'm not, you know, I'm not deriving my own experience and in, in terms of like how our game worked compared to how brawl stars works, because it's a, it's a whole different league. Like the way Brawl Stars launched and Supercell named, it just carries so much, so much weight. You know, they they launched in in, in June during the E3 week with with a YouTube live tournament. They have all their the Delta Force of their streamers, and you know they have the the power of Tencent. And and when people see that and hear the Supercell sound in the beginning of the loading screen, they expect magnificent gameplay, and they're giving a lot of. Um, they're forgiving a lot and and you know even even with the um with the art style that the game has it, it looks you know it's not a good art style like you just it's just not it's just not you cannot say that that that's like cutting edge art um or not even art you know art style and art quality and and at the same time just people knowing that it's a supercell game they will say like no 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 this is this is amazing this is this is exactly what needs to be done like simplistic right nintendo and and so forth. So, so, so they, you know, it just adds that flavor because it's a Supercell game, and, and it's like an Apple product. You know, people love it. And even though it's quality-wise or worse, like uh, you know, that some Android phones, people still will think that the iPhone is the best, and they're fanatic about it. So, I feel like Supercell has that kind of power. Um, yeah, for sure. But yeah, so, so, what do you want? Do you want me to go through? everything that happened to this point and make a, again a prediction whether this is going to launch because because the thing is the numbers are the, i was looking at the numbers like an hour ago and and you know the game has improved dramatically from the, from the first version to the fourth version that is now live and it has been in, in soft launch for 14 months definitely done a lot more improvements than than legend of soul guard a very visible ones as well uh right but <laughs> but um, but when I look at the trend lines, they're pretty much the same. You know, what happens is the game launches in a new market and people go bananas. They're like, oh, my God, this game is so fun. I was waiting for this game. I love this game. They start playing this the game. And just like Hong Kong show, just like Singapore and other areas yeah. right now as, as these new areas, they really show that the people love this game. But the thing is, they love it very passionately but relatively short amount of time. And during that short amount of time, they do spend, the game has improved dramatically in terms of monetization. They've added ad monetization. They've added this interactive store. They, they're really using machine learning clearly to optimize the offers. Like you can see that the offers are on point all the time. So so a lot like, and it's super polished and and there's, there's you know, more, the, the progression is significantly improved from the first, second and third version. But nevertheless, the trend is still the same. So the game comes out and 
that Wait, was there any particular version that moved the needle in terms of metrics at all or well, was it well the first version was was you know extremely well received because because okay. it took the, the concept of a MOBA through all the complex, right. complexity and the goddamn nonsense of the items and in gold and last hit and took that away replaced it with good old arcade like shoot 'em up coupled with fun level design and destructible environment so it was like a you know a top down mobile overwatch and after after just a so during the first days like people really fell in love and it had that fun nintendo esque you know the nintendo style basically approach the sounds the the art and everything so so it, the first version did really well uh, but it had you know five issues the controls i mean even supercell didn't want didn't know what the hell they're doing with the controls it was it was in portrait mode it had to do different control schemes and it just didn't work with with the two thumb model then the progression was just horrendous i i, I don't understand how they were able to to come up with the progression system that 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 game originally had because because the gotcha was just too shallow and the duplicates were treated in a wrong way. And then it just felt that you're making zero progress. And then there just wasn't enough content that made it feel even worse. And, and in addition to that, there was the gameplay depth that was, that was significantly lacking. I would argue that it lacks even more at the moment. Uh, the theme was back then Western with a sci-fi twist. I mean, other than than Westworld, I haven't seen that theme work. So so again, so, maybe it's a Finland thing. Yeah, I, I don't. I know for sure not. Western is among the worst themes you can come up with because it's just so shallow. Like like it's so shallow and so ah, just say shallow. Like there's you know not a lot of people know it. So so they kind of went with the 15 characters, the 14, the 17 characters that they have. They kind of went through everything you can come up with in the western you know western theme like you have the bartenders you have the brawlers you have the mexican wrestlers and so forth so it's a, it's a sort of a theme that is just easy to deplete really fast and then the art style and the art quality as i as i said it just it was subpar honestly it was they've improved significantly in terms of the ui and, and, and you know the ux but especially the ui is, is magnificent in that game right now but back then it would look it just looked cheap it, it it looked so cheap and it was just like wh- what is this from the makers of clash royale because this game looks 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 like an you know a little bit of a, like an indie game to be honest and then 6 months later after this first initial release so the first initial release went out launched on E3 massive tournament people loved it they played it for a while and then it started kind of you know kind of you know, trend was going down, so it, it wasn't monetizing too well, and those issues persisted. So they did a big update, and they really focused on, six months later, they focused on the gotcha. So because the progression was so bad, they basically revamped the progression system and, and you know, replaced the the, the penalizing system with a, with a more straightforward one. But again, they, they were trying to kind of, like, innovate too much. There was these pins and badges and medals, and, you know, you kind of place them i mean and it was weird it was it was again it went from 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 like stupid simple not you know not great to just weird and and um you know it took away some some of the uh some of the punishing things like the duplicate brawlers and 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 the chips and the elixir but but still it still wasn't too great uh they added some nice stuff like like the star power which is still there so as you progress to the max level on your brawler it gets sort of a unique ability so this is kind of drawing you to max max your character as well as giving it a little bit of a you know different type of gameplay when it's maxed out and they added the special events they they redid the user interface for the first time and did some game room improvements so the brawl stars number two you know it added some some it improved some of the issues but but it wasn't, you know, it popped again to the top 10, but it started declining again. So 10 months after the soft launch, uh, Brawl Stars came back and this time they kind of pulled out all the guns. So so they went after the control scheme. So they took the control scheme out of the Arena, arena of Valor. And, and despite, despite, you know, despite doing that, Despite revamping the control system, they it actually ended up hurting the game a bit. So so in this 
Brawl Stars 3, they, they changed the control system and they changed, again, the uh, the metagame towards better and, and more conservative. But when they changed the control system, the community that they have built from the get-go, the Reddit community, the one that, that started you know playing the game from the beginning, it, they, did, they didn't like it at all. So the game became more zoomed out and it kind of distanced the players from the brawlers because they were used to being really close to them and seeing them. The long-range brawlers didn't really function the same way because it went from portrait to landscape and, and you couldn't see that much ahead and you can now, now shoot to the sides really well, but not ahead. Uh, the game started looking even more unpolished because the, the brawler started moving, you know, slower vertically. So when you change the angle, it it, it really affects. It's just not, not that simple of a thing. Um, the, the game became even less strategic because flanking was now kind of taken out because now you're not in, in, you know, in portrait, you're in landscape. So you can see that the players going from, from side to side and the maps were designed for, for portraits. So that created an issue. And the control scheme, the one that you have right now, it really favored the um, the right-handed player because it's I mean it's designed for a right-handed player. So so again the left-handed player didn't like it. And the final thing, the the not the final but kind of two things like it forced the players to re- relearn how to play the game, so they became frustrated. But most importantly, the auto attack was added to the game, and it severely limited the skill element and kind of pissed off the old players so so when the brawl stars number four which is the current version which was basically the update that had everything but the kitchen sink and they were talking about that this game is going to get cut if this update doesn't work you know they added the new brawlers there that sort of attack team mode for the survivor mode they improved the heist mode which was sort of an interesting mode where where three players defend and three players attack but now they're just like god damn it that doesn't work because of the balancing issues so both players attack and and defend just like in the classic mobile style um, they added some spectation things. They added improved trophy leagues. They added ad monetization, probably first Supercell game that really, you know, goes deep into ad monetization. Before that, there was some in heyday, but not not to a level that it's now in, in Brawl Stars, where essentially you have to watch ads if you're not paying. And, and you know, economy changes. But in, and as well as, a, you know, uh, nerfing the auto aim. But the biggest issue, the biggest issue with Brawl Stars still persisted in my opinion and that is what the auto aim does so it kind of takes the source of depth like the only source of depth in brawl stars is the fact that you have to aim and shoot and then that's 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 the uh the skill mechanic and when they take that away with the auto aim you know kind of the game kind of loses the depth so a new player can pick up the game pretty fast they run around they kind of dominate or not even dominate but they're able to you know play pretty well so What's the point? Like, is this is this sort of a competitive esports title? You know, Supercell kind of hoped it to be. If if it's so easy to pick up and play, and there's no more depth, so what I'm saying is like, even if you're not winning the matches with the auto aim, but after you know like few games, you kind of feel like so now what? You know, I've played with all these characters, and you know I'm collecting more and more of the characters. But after a few weeks, not a few games, but after a few weeks, when you already have all most of the characters. You kind of feel that you've mastered the game and it's it's kind of boring. There's not that much content. There's not much that much play. It's not like, you know, it's not like something that would happen in League of Legends or Fortnite or Clash Royale where after a few games you're like, yeah, I, I figured this out. So, you know, I'll off to the next one. With this game, so you do feel this way. And that's why all the trend lines are like that. So when the game launches in a new country or a new platform, they, they go to the top right away in top 10. And a few weeks later, they're they're hovering in that top twenty, and a few more weeks, they're probably in that top fifty, and and that's what I feel this game is. It's it's a really great, really fun game, but because of the lack of depth, I don't feel that it has enough longevity to be that type of game. But the real question is, will it launch? Right. I, I think this. I mean, just just hearing the, the the whole history behind this, it seems like it's you know this game is struggling with that fundamental issue in terms of like. You know, for for a skill based game, how much strategy should there be? And then it's hard to monetize against a skill based game with Gotcha because, you know, fundamentally, if you're paying for Gotcha, you're paying for some sort of advantage. And so, like, you know, trying to straddle that line between like a you know pure skill Fortnite stateless model versus a stateful, more strategic, less micro model, it, it seems that that 
that balance and, and trying to figure out where you sit between those two extremes is, is, is I think I think you're right. And I think I'll, I need to add something to that is like when we're talking about sort of a skill-based game and we're talking about this, this you know, pay to progress. Yeah, Brawl Stars definitely trying to sit on both of the stools. And the problem there is that it's because of the lack of depth, it lacks the retention that you need in that sort of a skill-based game because the lack of depth means there's lack of skill needed and when there's lack of skill needed then it becomes a sort of progression based game and and as a progression based game it does just doesn't have enough content and and you know in my opinion it's just, just that's that's a simple thing like have, have you been playing the game a lot uh, I actually played it very early on and then I I, 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 I stopped so I, I, ha- I haven't even seen it since um, probably update uh, two uh, the second one that you talked about and not not I haven't seen it since it switched to landscape. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. It, I mean, you should definitely you should definitely try, it, but it hasn't changed that that radically. So, as a as a you know OG League of Legends player, you would you would you you like it in the beginning, but you would feel like pretty much everybody else. So it just it it becomes quite shallow. Uh, and then I know that people love it in the beginning, how simple it is, and that's the selling argument of it, but. After a while, you're like, yeah, it could be. I mean, it could be deeper. So I, I was actually playing this game for for maybe half an hour before this call, and you know, I was I was enjoying myself. I I you know picked up all the keys and picked up all the wins, but I don't feel the sort of urge to go back because I want to master something. It it kind of felt the same way, but nevertheless, you know Got what? It. I think it will still launch. I I, I think I've changed okay. my mind. Okay. And and I let me ask you a, let me ask you a simpler question. What what is this category even called? Is it is this a top down shooter? Is this a third person shooter? Is, I, I think oh, it's okay. called brawler, like brawler category. I think I think uh, when okay. when you think about uh, heroes of the storm, they call themselves a yeah. hero brawler uh, because they're, they're more okay. like a simplified version of a MOBA. And I think this is the same thing. It's a team based. Um, team-based action shooter, not a tactical shooter. So I would position in between the sort of a team-based shooting games like World of Tanks and War Robots and the classic MOBAs like Arena of Valor. So this would be in the be- in the beginning. Like it looks a little bit like Arena of Valor because of the isometric uh, view. But it, mm-hmm. and then the way you play the controls, but then again, it lacks all the, uh, all the depth of Arena of Valor, all the meta game that is actually revolved around the items. And it plays a little bit like the tactical shooters, but it doesn't have the FPS view um, or a third-person view. But instead, it's it's from the isometric. So, so let's just call it a brawler. It's a subcategory of of uh, of mobas. Okay. So, and your prediction is that this game will launch and it'll do well, but probably, I don't know. What would you think? It it's it's its top. 100, 150 that range? It's going to make Boom Beach money. So at at every point, like we we didn't say at any point that this game was bad. We always said that it's it's really good. And and I think every studio would have been proud to launch it. And I think Supercell is at a point where they are not as invincible as before. and, And they are launching the game because of that so they can't like they can't they can afford definitely not to launch it for sure they cannot launch a game for next hundred years and they'll be probably fine but but um i don't think their investors like it that much so they're like hey guys this is what i assume the investors like come on like this game will make hundred million dollars like what are we doing (laughs) like we invested 10 billion dollars in this company so you know, we need to make our yearly nut. So come on, guys, make the hundred million, and and let's move on. Yeah, I've I've got one final question for you. A little bit of a curveball, mm. but um, have you played uh, Battlelands? The, yes. Um, the future yes. game yes. soft launch. Uh, so I've been seeing a lot of uh, pitches or games in development that are very similar to Battlelands. So so for people who aren't aware, it's basically you know a shooter type game but more in the uh, Battle Royale or .io model. And so my question to you is, just given 
just given we're seeing a bunch of these Battlelands type games um, in production or that will soon be launching, what game do you think ultimately does better, a Battlelands or Battlelands type of game or Brawl Stars? Battlelands type of game. I think okay. I think this team based approach is just. I think it's very difficult because you're, you know the, the quality of your session, the quality of game is highly dependent on the, on your team. So that, that's what happens with team based games versus in in battle royale games where where you know you're your own dude. Uh, you feel more agency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the session is a little bit different because of that. Now, you know, Battlelands Royale, they, they are coming out with new features. They're improving, introducing seasons. Ultimately, they are just suffering, like many games, from lack of content. And that's that's that that's has been clearly hurting them. And they don't have – and they, they're using the, the epic monetization model, which is basically, you know, a battle pass, which is basically just like, you know, pay if you will type of model. And it works really well when your DAU is hundred million, uh, yeah. but everybody else who's copying <laughs> that model and not putting their you know foot forward with bonization is is just missing the point. It's like, well, what are you doing? Like, you don't have hundred million, uh, you know, whatever the DAU is, the thirty million or even ten million. Like, the higher your DAU, the less you need to concentrate on monetization. That let's be honest. But the lower it is, the more you need to do, and then. The more you need to concentrate on, especially with the uh, with the radical, you know, CPI prices, and even if you do influencer marketing and whatnot, everything costs. Right. So that's okay. Was that a rant? That was goddamn it. Uh, we went, we th- I think this was, was the it longest was, it's episode. Not a rant, it was it was depth. <laughs> that, that's what we're going for. We're going for you depth. know what? I do have to say. So we added some more depth. I had a I had a call with um. With our, uh, we have a new partner for, um, for you know, a new headhunting partner. So we had a call and shout out to to the powerful um, seed company who's helping us out. Anyway, we were having a call with them, and I just have to say, I, I, this is a this is a uh, listener's feedback, and we were having a call and you know going through our pipeline, and then the people were recruiting and so forth and so forth. And then at the end of the call, uh, the the fine gentleman said that you know what. I actually do like the twigs longer <laughs> and he didn't mention anything about, uh, about the, the podcast or anything. So, so like, okay, thank you. Uh, <laughs> so we'll, we'll keep them longer. So, so based on, on, on listener feedback, uh, we're not even trying to keep these short anymore. You know what? <laughs> we'll just letting them loose. Sometimes they might be, <laughs> sometimes it might be short, but even if they if they even if they start going short, we're going to talk about family. We're going to talk about raising kids, and we're going to we're going to talk about um, parenting advice, <laughs> as well as relationship advice. So we're really good at at those elements as well. Not not just talking about games. So so yeah, <laughs> sounds good. Uh, I'm pretty tired apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, tweet seven and all right. Well, I think that that about does it then, right? That about covers it, and um, I'll talk to you next week. All right, sounds good. Thanks everybody for listening. Tune in for the next week. Bye.